business owner mom is discriminated against by a Christian school. California is giving out the green. And we talk about having your battle plan ready spiritually. Let's go, baby. Game on. So, all this and more on the Self Evident Podcast. Welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mike. You got Massey. <laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, leave reviews, shop, buy some merch, donate, give, call, text, pray, all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Everything. Subscribe. Subscribe. Can we throw the? We're gonna throw the graphic. If you saw the last one, too bad. You're gonna look at it again. Ninety. Oh, that one. Yeah. Not that one. <laughs> really? If you're an audio you go do listener, your dad dirty like that. Go back, watch the live. Ninety-eight percent of our viewers on YouTube right now, they ain't subscribed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how that feels. I'm not. So, it's not right. So that means if you haven't subscribed yet, you need to. Get on it, and if you have subscribed, be sure to share. Tell your friends. Give it to sure. your boss. Matter of fact, take time and share this post right now. Yeah, press the share button. Share drive. The least you can do is share. Like, comment, subscribe, notify. All of the stuff. All of it. <laughs> He's the one talking. Why you got it on me? <laughs> all right. So uh, go to the selfevidenttruth.com. Yeah. All of that. Donate. What's give, do our give, man? Game on. On Here the ball. Go. On the ball. All right. So we have a text speak to give Speak clearly, off. son. Speak clearly. Enunciate your words. We have a text to give option. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, you text give to 772-242-0299. Word. 772-242-0299. Zero two nine nine. Oh two nine nine. So jump on the bandwagon, do it. Everybody else is doing it. Everybody so else is. As well. What you waiting yeah, for? Yeah, you won't do it. <laughs> All right. So I think we've got time for some news bits. You want to roll with the first one? Uh, yeah. Hey, Europe. <laughs> Didn't anybody teach you not to piss off the people who made your food? They didn't they, learn. Uh, they, what? They, they Why didn't, didn't they learn? So in the EU, all of their globalist wisdom and agenda have drawn the ire of farmers from across Europe. You have to hand it to them. If they're going to do something, they might as well do it well. And they made just about every farmer in Europe mad with their green agenda and new regulations that seem to come, come out every day. And that's what's so crazy, man. It's actually happening in Canada. Mm -hmm. They're trying to institute it here in America, right, because it's all about the farmers. And for some reason, all those years of growing food, now it's a climate hazard. It's, it's ruining the climate. Because solar panels. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Big Hashtag fan farm panel. thing. Not, not, yeah, no, yeah, no. No. Anyways. Uh, farmers have been protesting by blocking the streets with their tractors. I love the images. <laughs> throwing eggs, setting off fireworks, and st at, 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 and started buildings on. 
Anyways, in particularly the awesome case, they sprayed the government buildings with common. Yes, I saw that right? photo. Is it, it, I remember this. They're just hosing, dude. With the Protesting <laughs> BS regulations with BS is quite a way to do it. Listen, man, y'all keep pushing that envelope, bro. Y'all are wanting a civil war. Oh, I can't believe they would do this. This is, this is why we have the whole learn, to, learn from history track that we're doing right now is like if you for a moment look back at ancient civilizations what happened they the elites the uppity ups made the laborers mad they made the people doing their work doing their manual labor growing their food mad and then there was a revolution yep it's like why would you make the people who make your food mad? Yeah, you got to think about it, too. These people didn't give up their, their production and things to communists overnight. It was these constant regulations that made them like, fine, take the freaking farm. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I can't make any money at it anyways. It so happened then in the they Netherlands. Would, that's right. So these constant regulations are forcing farmers now to say, screw it. I ain't doing this no more. Why? Cause it's not worth the fight, right? But eventually it has to be worth the fight because then who's going to own the production? The government. Yep. And look how well they're doing at controlling prices. Anywho's number two. Callie giving out the green. So Callie brought forward some bills that would give reparations to ancestors of slaves <laughs> in the U.S. and those who suffered under race discrimination. The bills would call for changing of policies and also returning property confiscation under eminent domain for race-based reasons. Now, I'm not a big fan of eminent domain, but this sounds like a headache. So... We took your great-great-grandfather's field, so here's this piece of land. Uh, this is a highway. <laughs> yep. Enjoy. Remember, 4 p.m. rush hour gets nasty, so don't set your couch in the center <laughs> lane. This, like, I, I get what you're trying to do, but this is, this is kind of nuts, okay? Lori Wilson of the Black Caucus in Cali said, while many... Only associate direct cash payments with reparations. The true meaning of the word to repair involves much more. We need a comprehensive approach to dismantling the legacy. I love the buzzwords of slavery and systematic racism, which they never can prove. Of course, but we'll throw all the buzzwords in and you'll just believe it because it sounds smart. But she said, we started realizing with the budget environment, we were going to have to do more systematic policy change to address systematic racism versus systematic big budgets asked because there just wasn't the budget for it. Our priorities centered around policy changes or creating opportunities. Translation, a $39 billion budget shortfall means ain't nobody getting ain't no cash no how. <laughs> $39 billion shortfall. And they go, well, due to the budget environment, we're going to have to look at other things. So what are they deciding? They're going to fund programs to increase life expectancy and lift people out of poverty. Mind you, only black people. Stop involuntary servitude for people in prison. Recognize the state's responsibility and participation in slavery. Stop discrimination against natural and protective hairstyles in all competitive sports. What, what the heck? What? <laughs> what the heck? What? And the prison system's banning what? of books without... Thank you. Oversight and review. Do you notice how little faith the black community has in itself? They have blank check at this moment. 
And what they say is their reparations include modifying prison systems a little bit and saying, hey, recognize you caused slavery. Uh, stop telling me I can't wear a weave. Like, <laughs> oh my God. you have no faith in yourselves. I'm going to sound offensive from a white guy, but it's like if you got blank check and you got the chance to like push forward reparations, this is what prison reform. You just admitted, yeah, a lot of us are in prison. We'll at least make the conditions better. This is insanity to me. Bro, it's, 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 it's literally when they were like, we need to get rid of cream of wheat dude, the Uncle Ben's dude. Yeah, the uh, Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima the, and all that stuff. The maple syrup. So now all that's left, the faces that are left on their shelves are white people. Right, right. Let's get rid of Uncle Ben. Let's get rid of Aunt Jemima. <laughs> and we'll replace them with Uncle Joe and Aunt Jenny. <laughs> Man, y'all, now's the time. Oh my gosh! I, I, and again, let's just let's just keep this in context. We need to make the conditions in prison better, so that offenders don't feel violated when they've offended the law. So let's make yes. it easier and provide more better things for those who have offended the law than the actual American citizen. This is this is uh, what do you call it? Stupid. It is insanity and it is stupid. And California, well, it's going to have its demise. I mean, you can't yeah. keep doing this, dude. There are billions, billions in unrecoverable debt. They can't do it. They're going to file bankruptcy like Detroit did. I mean, they have to. They're, they can't keep this running. They can't of course, sustain it. The only way that it continues is, of course, the federal government comes in and bails them out and, you know, throws money back at them. And at some point, if the federal government turned off the spigot and said, you're on your own, it would collapse. Yeah, so they bail them out, but then, like, who owns the state then? Feds. The federal government. Feds. And, it, dude, this is nuts. This or is, China. This is, um, this is un anyway. Number three. <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> Business owner mom discriminated against by Christian school. How is that possible, you say? How, how dare those how Christians? How dare the Christian school come against a business owner? A capitalist, a free market Laissez-faire capitalism pioneer. Yeah, and there's 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 um there's. Anyways, that's right. This hateful Christian school, Liberty Christian Prep School in Tavares, Florida. You are on notice, my friends. <laughs> you are on notice. They banned a mom from picking up her kids from school. Why? All because she had a little, a big sticker. <laughs> In the back of her window, advertising her OnlyFans account. <laughs> a business owner. It was it was really small advertisement for OnlyFans. That's it. How dare they? They asked her. Just think about this: an OnlyFans mom taking her kids to a Christian school to give them a better upbringing because of the lifestyle you chose. You don't want them to probably end up in that lifestyle because Jesus is okay with your sin. How, how I'm uh, just like, how often have we heard like, Oh, I bring my kids to a Christian school. Cause I want them to have good morals. What? As oh my gosh, <laughs> that's right. They asked her to park across the street or remove the advertisement. Her thoughts, my husband and I, this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed doors lifestyle that we've now decided to share. Uh, Klein said, it's definitely linked to an explicit account, adult content for sure. She decided to keep uh, the ad up, it says, but for me, you know, it supports my family. This provides a very comfortable way of life for us, and it's legal, you know. 
Because there that's, it is. that's the argument. There it is. You know, it's, it's legal. Funny. Just because the government says it does not mean it's theirs. Okay. Just because it says it's legal does not mean it's legally before God. Right. But this is the go- this is the perverted gospel. Yeah. Right here. This is exactly it. It's not even a shame anymore to do this crap. Right. I pay taxes just like everyone else. Ah, I pay taxes. See, I'm a good American because I'm in hawk to the government. You, yeah, Dude, this you, is crazy. You see that that how she's appealing to the government? She's not appealing to God at all. She's her argument is appealing in in government as her defense. It's not legal. I pay taxes like everybody else. I'm just a business owner. The government's allowing me to do it. Yeah. Anyways, she only makes about twenty grand a month. She said, "I'm not breaking the law or anything. I just offended people." So it's okay for you to offend people with your OnlyFans account, but when people offend because of the gospel, you'd probably stand against it. My God. And the I was driving here, and I was listening to a radio talk show, totally secular radio talk show, and I was flipping through, and I, they were talking about this, and even complete uh, secular people, complete uh, by the Christian term heathens, right? Even they were like, uh, lady, it's a Christian school. <laughs> what did you expect them to say? <laughs> thou shalt not... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Unless, thou shalt not commit adultery. Unless you have an OnlyFans account. You're teaching people... Your OnlyFans account is watched by probably married people and unmarried people. You're teaching them the disgusting perverseness of the marriage of it, which should be kept undefiled according to scriptures and private. Intimate moments are to be private. Okay? This is disgusting. It's disgusting. You know what we got to start doing with these news bits? Mm. Put some positive news in here, too, because this is pissing me off. <laughs> they I mean, the positive they, is she makes 20 grand a month. Uh, hey, and she pays taxes on it. So, I mean, yeah. that's good. And my, what's tough for me is like the kids. Could you imagine oh going to gosh. school? Like, oh my gosh. Oh, I looked up your mom's OnlyFans account yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Think your mom's a MILF. Didn't she want your mother respected? Right. A respectful mom. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, anyways, it's it's funny because people think that they lose power over their life by get by not by by giving up their sin. In other words, I lose power. I lose autonomy. I lose the light of my life by giving up my sin when you don't have the light of Christ. But when you get the light of Christ, you have power to overcome all things. Just like Energy Ops wants to give your house power and your business as well. Energy Ops provides juice. Energy Ops LLC. Uh, And what's funny is they do it because they want to support us, but they walk in the light as well. They have Christ in their hearts. I'm pretty sure they don't have an OnlyFans account. (laughs) Sorry, but it's true. We're we're ninety nine point nine percent sure, probably a hundred percent sure they don't. Have. And they they stand for righteousness. They stand for what's right. And guys, special offer for returning customers: you get five percent off your services if you come back, and if you're military, you get savings too. So uh, go to eight four three two six three one seven two four eight four three two six three one seven two four energyops.us. They want to hook up your power and give you power to have light. And all of their light bulbs probably work. So they have the light. Come on, man. And the Lord He's... said, let there be light. Boom. Yeah, not OnlyFans. <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> this is re- oh, my goodness. I, and there have been, uh, what is it, the Whatever Podcast or whatever, where the guy sits around with a bunch of OnlyFans chicks. And whatever Podcast or whatever. Tears them apart or whatever. And 
I saw a reel where a girl was trying to defend her Christian faith while defending the fact that she was doing OnlyFans. And you know what argument she used? She used the, well, God loves me no matter what I do. Of course he does. Argument. Of course he does. That's exactly, that is exactly right there. The reason the gospel's being perverted, it's about you. He loves me. What about you loving him? Right. And obeying him. He's the sovereign. He's the one who creates law. Jesus didn't abrogate that. Paul wrote scriptures according to the gospel of Christ, how we should be, how we should comport ourselves, how we should keep our families. And since we don't teach that in church, we don't teach about what it takes to have a qualifications of a deacon or a bishop or an elder and all these other things. We don't care. So we just live our lives. God loves me anyways. He's going to forgive me no matter what. My goodness, dude. This Christ, is Christ uh, yeah, 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 emptied yeah, yeah. himself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little angry. <laughs> a little petard. That's pretty good. That was good. I got the Scottish thing. I really yeah, want to Yeah, you be, do have it down. I wish I... I, I w- kind of wish... I mean, a, a Mexican Celtic would be crazy. Like, that would be awesome. I would totally adopt the Celtic virtue. Maybe. I'm, Why is the screen... Black. Oh, okay, cool. Because okay. uh, it goes... Uh, guys, donate to our, our pod. We need yeah, better screens. Our, okay? Our, our tech. Our tech is not teching. We, we got duct tape and oil and... Gosh, solves everything. Man, we need to start Super an OnlyFans card. Man, twenty grand, <laughs> bro. Self evident OnlyFans. <laughs> How stupid! Because <laughs> God loves me. God loves me. I can do whatever I want. You know why I mock? Because you mock God with your sin. Yes. You literally are mocking, dude. You can't be deceived. Bible says in Galatians, God is not mocked. What you sow is what you'll reap. You reap to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. Why aren't we preaching that? But he that sows. To the spirit reaps life everlasting. Oh my gosh, dude. This is conversations that Pastor Todd and I have had, you and I have had pretty recently. Yeah. And I think we, Friday's podcast, we talked a lot about feeling. You yeah. and I have been talking about feeling. It yeah. happens even in the spiritual community where we're so chasing after feeling that we forget justice, we forget righteousness, we forget standard, we forget emptying of ourselves. It stinks, man. We, it's. We're so, and this goes into that whole conversation of it's subtle, man. It is subtle in so many different ways. Beware pride, desire, yep. lust. Yep. These things are subtle. So we tend to go, oh, well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not lustful Agreed. anymore. But your lusts are driven by your desires and your flesh. So if you're desiring something instead of God, those subtle idols you'll get thrown off course. And it actually is a good lead into what we're talking about yeah. in this podcast. Let's I think because when we when we kind of cater to sin, we almost and and it is a selfishness about ourselves. We him and I were talking the other night about we're telling people that 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 you know, we're taking territory, we're taking land. But then it's like, but y'all realize there's a fight involved with this because we got all the promises. God will go before us. He's the breaker that goes before us. Uh no no evil shall befall you. Uh what is it? No weapon formed against you will prosper. All the scriptures are true, but weapons won't prosper. The weapons won't prosper, but weapons will still be drawn. Weapons will still come to cut you. They won't prosper against you, but you're still going to get hurt. You're going to get hit by the things of this world. You're going to get hit by demonic activity. You're going to get hit by sometimes issues going on in the family. You're going to get hit by outside things. Things can happen. Trials come to us, and I don't even like talking about it Yeah, because I don't want it to happen to me. I mean, I, I, I don't like those things, but here's what I know. The only thing I know, and I left it to the Lord last night, Lord, your life or my life has always been in your hands. 
I'm not perfect at this, Lord. I'm doing my best to understand your will, your ways. I'm doing my best to study scripture, to understand where I need to sanctify myself, where things need to be cut off in my life. Lord, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to read. I'm, I'm just constantly praying these things. And I'm like, okay, Lord, this is your life. But we're not talking about, dude, the war is here, and we need to fight in the war. Not just that he'll take care of us and have victory, but there's a fight going on, not just for America, but for our own souls and our kids. And if there weren't a fight, we wouldn't be talking about the armor of God. Bingo. You wouldn't need the armor because the fight would be done and you would be out of it. You'd be fine. And I'm actually, I put it at the end, but I think I'm going to read this first. Now, here's, because this is this is a big topic, but we've got to understand, I, Massey and I are totally of one accord on this. The promises are great. Amen. Let's let's celebrate the promises of God. But be ready for the fight, because I think what happens is we get so invested in celebrating the promises that when the fight actually comes to us, we forget. Well, I don't understand what happened. Why, why is this happening to me? Because you're in the thick of it. And, and we'll get into that in a second. But I want to read Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally... Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. It does not say, just hang out and chill. God's got it. You don't have to worry about anything. Be strong. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Uh. Stand firm. The schemes of the devil are going to come at you. Wait a minute, though. The, The Bible says that no weapon formed against me will prosper. Hmm. but his schemes are a part of those weapons. We are able to stand against them. The reason they won't prosper is because you put on the full armor of God. Amen. For our struggle, notice it doesn't say for our walk in the park. You should read it Celtic. <laughs> I'm not very good at that Dang accent. Because I, I always break into like yeah, British. British, and if I'm really messing up, I'll go into Russian somehow. <laughs> so okay. for, for, for our struggle, notice it says struggle, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. They're coming at you spiritually. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore. Now we're going to get the tools of your warfare. Having girded your loins with truth, not a personal, this is true for me. It's a truth of the Lord, objective truth, a selfless truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, upholding the standard of righteousness that God expects, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, whose gospel? Yours, about how you feel, yours desires, or the gospel and peace of Jesus Christ? Right, and peace of what? Right. Peace of what? It's the peace of knowing that now my sins are forgiven and now I'm found in Christ. You are in peace with God. My life is hid with Christ and God, the Bible says. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Faith in what? God. God's My protector, my shield, my buckler, my high tower. The promises, having faith in the promises. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You're still going to have to use them for what? To extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So where are the arrows coming from? The enemy. That's where the arrows come from, Mike. 
I want that as a GIF. <laughs> Bruh. And I know really? the creator said, no, it's pronounced GIF. Nuts to you, guy. Yeah, nuts to you. And take the helmet of salvation, your salvation, why? Because of Jesus Christ, and the sword, your only offensive weapon, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It is not... I'm going there. It is not being slain in the Spirit. It is not convulsions. It is not tongues. It is not just blasting out prophecies all over the place. All of these things can be gifts that follow the believer, but it is the Word of God. So there's a lot of people saying worship is our weapon because you hear these songs. It's worship. It's worship. It's the Word of God that's in the worship that makes it the weapon. Who are you supposed to be worshiping? That's exactly it. God. It's about the word of the Lord in that worship. I'm not singing songs to get the enemy off me. The word he can't stand, which was proven in the wilderness when Christ was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. The word of God is a two-edged sword. The word of God pierces even the dividing of the soul and the spirit. The word of God, uh, what, what did I say the other day? It mentions the word as a hammer, fire, and... Um, sword. Sword. It just said it right here. The word of God is a two-edged sword. Uh, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. You never find any other reference. And it talks because the word is what destroys and builds up. Because all three of those things can build or destroy. Swords, hammers, and, and um, fire. fire. They can destroy and build up. And so we use the word against the enemy to destroy the works of the enemy. 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3, 9, 10. Right? We do that, and then we use the word of God to build up. To lift up, to encourage, to prophesy into, to, to have worship services, to edify the name of the Lord, to worship him in spirit and in truth. That's why the word is so important. And we almost say it's about the song. No, it's actually about the word. Your, your worship, your prophecy, your tongues, your, your words of wisdom, your words of knowledge, all extremely useful when they are the word of God being spoken forth. Now, I understand there's a difference between Logos and Rhema, but I think what happens is we go, yeah, the word's good, yep. but I need to feel this, or I need to be in this direction, or I need to do this. We're putting the cart before the horse. That's right. It's the word of God. So when you put yourself aside and you are paying attention to the Lord and his word— his word will come out of the abundance of your heart. And then it fulfills prophecy. It fulfills word of knowledge. It fulfills your worship. It fulfills... Because what are you actually doing? You're speaking the God's word back to himself. That's exactly it. So even now too, dude, we're in this world. We're not of it. Therefore, knowing that, this battle that comes on, and he did a really good job here. Thank you. He says in 1 Peter 5, 8, he says, Be of sober spirit. Beyond the alert, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He's on the move to devour you, the seed that's in you, all these things. Now, if you belong to Christ, you belong to Christ. Thank God for the word, because in the end, we win, right? Mm -hmm. But now we're in this world, but we're not of it. We're in the world, though, so which means we're going to face persecutions, oppressions. We're going to face depressions. We're going to face uh, trials of various kinds, the Bible says in James, various kinds of trials. When that happens... What are we standing on? If it's the word, I know I win, but I'm still going through the battle. So then we go back to the word. What happens when a trial comes? I count it all joy. It develops patience, endurance, faithfulness, goodness. It should develop the fruit of the spirit. We go back to Romans 8, and I've preached this a thousand times. 
all things work together for good. All things, all things, trials, good things, bad things, all these things work together for the good to those who what? Love God. What's the fruit of loving God? The fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because right after that, it says that we are made and predestined to be conformed into the image of Jesus. I'm, I'm being built up on this earth to be a fighter, to be a warrior. I'm supposed to go out to war. A lot of people don't find spiritual breakthrough because they're not in the battle. They're in church right now singing worship songs and falling out. And that's what they're doing. That's their whole life. And they'll never preach the gospel to their neighbor because it's about them. And we'll sit there and get slain in the spirit, get a thousand words from prophets, look up prophecy in scripture, and we won't even witness to our neighbor. We won't even go to battle for our neighbor. We won't go to prayer and contend for their souls. We'll say, you know what? Someone else will do that. I'm really called to be in the church. I'm called to be in the worship team. You probably are right. But when did you stop being a Christian where Christ said to go into all the world and preach the gospel? That is not just to the evangelist. <clears throat> That's to every one of us. Every one of us has the ability to do such. So if we're in a battle, we just read that in, what was it? First Peter. First Peter. <clears throat> if we're in a battle, and it just said here also in, in Peter, it said it, uh, what, what, what were you just reading, man? Oh, Ephesians, Ephesians 6. Sorry. Sorry, dude. I'm like, I mean, I try to be a scholar, but like I'm trying. We do not care. <laughs> God loves me no matter what. No matter what. He said it right here, when, when a big victory is coming, the enemy will pull out all the stops in attempting to crush the victory. If he, can get a, uh, get a, if he can get you off or out of your element, he will do what he can. A lot of people fall in this whole deconstruction crap, all these other things. They do it because they weren't seated in the word. This whole, we, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again, this whole deconstruction thing. Look where people are starting to deconstruct their faith. They're not basing their deconstruction on the word. They're basing their deconstruction on their feelings, how that made me feel, what this made me do. And, right? and they start at a defeated position because the position they always start at is, well, I've got to re-examine Scripture itself to see if I actually, if it's actually true. To see if it fits me yeah, it and fits. what I believe. When my belief doesn't matter, my belief died at the cross. My belief, my will, my emotions... And guys, it's a daily struggle. It's a daily choice to pick up the cross and follow him. It's a daily thing to subject your mouth and your will to the mind of Christ. It's a daily thing to say 2 Corinthians 10 must be put into play where I take every thought captive, make it obedient unto Christ, right? It's a daily thing to say, no, my tongue is a fire. And if I don't hold that thing and bridle it, I don't control my body. I don't control what it does. All this stuff is in scripture. These simple principles are in the Bible, and most Christians don't even know the simple ones. And how are we supposed to move on from the elementary doctrines of the, of the gospel, like it says in Hebrews 6, and move on to perfection if we don't even know the elementary principles? If we don't know that we're in a battle and a war, and I'm not saying getting slain in the Spirit is bad and all these other things. I'm, I, I'm, you know us. We're, we're all about the gifts of the Spirit. But if that's the extent of your faith, you'll never know faith. Never. You'll never know what the disciples went through because when Paul talked about his issues, he wasn't talking talking about, hey, I lost my job today. He was talking about he lost his life twice to being stoned. He was talking about being shipwrecked for the gospel. He was talking about washing up on shore buck naked and in hunger and in perils, being chased, uh, being put in prison. Flogged several Flogged times. several times. If you read the Hall of Fame of Faith, which we talk about uh, sometimes, dude, they were stoned. They were sawn asunder, sawn in two. They were tempted. They were slain by the sword, right? 
all for the gospel. And here we are saying, but it's my job and I lost my relationship. I'm not trying to demean those things because God is here for the brokenhearted. But when we look at the, 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 the inerrancy of scripture and what we do, we're not even close to facing the trials that what these guys went through. The Reinhardt Bonkies, the the John Husses, the Martin Luthers. These guys ran for their lives because of the gospel, not because of their problems and their their. I, I couldn't pay my my. I feel so terrible saying all this, but it's like how we've cheapened the gospel to make me the center of attention, not the gospel itself, not Jesus who died for me, not the God of heaven who said this is my son. Right? Yeah, and dude, I. I'm quiet. The battle belongs to the Lord. That's the song. The battle belongs to the Lord. It does. But you're in that battle with him. (laughs) I I, I laugh because you're you're so right, man. And I think we we're not. (sighs) I know. I'm overgeneralizing, and there are plenty of awesome, powerful, courageous Christians. And our heart is for all of them. And and like he said... <laughs> you just corrected me so bad. What, why is that? I'm humbled now. Yeah, you're right. There are many, and we talk about it. Right, but we're... We're talking about a substrate of Christianity yes, right now. We, and we, man, we love the charismatics, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're in a, what you would consider a charismatic church. We, I call we this love, Pentecostals. Bapticostal. I was so tempted to raise my hand. <laughs> we're Bapticostal. That's what we are. I love that term. Uh but if you're not aware of the schemes of the enemy, you're going to get blindsided and you're not going to understand why it's going on. And I've, I've heard a lot of prophecies concerning the Treasure Coast, especially, that we're winning, but that the enemy is mounting a new attack. Cool. Prophecy, dreams, visions, cool. Man, I could tell you that, though. I could have told you that because it's reasonable. That's not prophecy. That's just common sense. Just common sense. And and let's put it about this way. Think about it. If you're a military strategist and you have an area that is losing because your enemy is concentrating his soldiers there, do you just throw up your hands and give up? Or do you try to reinforce your line and make a new press against your enemy? Think about our enemy. If we're winning in the Treasure Coast, don't you think he's going to mount a new offensive? People, we have to be ready. As the strongholds of wickedness get thrown down, the enemy is not going to go away silently. That's exactly it. In Luke 4.13, after Christ is tempted, you know what Luke says? When the devil had finished every temptation, he left him, Jesus, Until an opportune time, the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's not going to go away and just say, well, they won. Yeah, dude, lions are smart. They sang worship songs that said they won, so I'm done. He's going to come at you. This whole transition. Man, I've I've gotten beaten (laughs) with with a baseball bat. I'm still here. And, And what's cool is... God is good, right? Like, and <laughs> I, I love imagery. I love being exact. I, I love exaggerating. I, no, yeah. you you were you 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 did go through it. That's there's no question and and questioned and um, d- doubted. I would say is yeah, a good word, oh, yeah. right? Doubted uh, and all that stuff. And, and it's tough when you follow the things of God, but then Satan knows that opportune time. You get doubted and you're insecure. It's like, Lord, am I in this? Am I not? 
all of a sudden those little seeds of anger, frustration, yes. bitterness try to creep in. I thought they were supposed to be for me and they're against me right now. Like all that stuff. It is a constant war. Listen, when Rome and them would take over nations, did you think that the other nations were like, okay, we'll just lay down? No, they were going on attack. The yeah. attack comes because you're taking territory. It became guerrilla warfare. Absolutely. Dude, and and perfect what you what you just said, right? Like the those attacks are subtle. Think about this. When you first get a victory, what are the thoughts in our head if something happens? But I thought God, fill in the blank, I thought he would provide financially for me. <laughs> I that, thought that is the one, dude. That's dude, why people don't step all out. all of us. Yeah, because we won't step out because what about the finances? Yeah. Because the Bible says if I can't provide for my family, I'm worse than an infidel. And then if I can't, oh, but he, I'm he not owns, a steward of my, my, my family. But, you know, like, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, so if he's not giving me cattle, then <laughs> I must not be doing his work. I better stop. <laughs> it's like, dude, I get it. It's a struggle. So I thought he would provide financially for me. I thought he would heal me. I thought he wouldn't let a bad thing happen to me. I thought he was close to me. I thought we won. Notice those seeds. Satan will come in and drop those seeds. That's why the armor is so important. Faith, righteousness, salvation, truth, peace. These are all responses to the attack of the enemy, which the enemy is going to attack your faith. He's going to attack your righteousness. He's going to attack your salvation, your truth, your belief, your peace. He's attacking what's central to you in hopes that he can throw you off. You know what he's really attacking? Your profession. He's really, he's attacking your, he's not going to attack what you don't profess. What? Why is he called an accuser? Exactly. He's accusing you of what you profess. And how do we overcome the accuser? By the blood of the Lamb and the, and word, the word of, of our, our testimony. What we profess, our testimony. Dude, you nailed it. If we don't have a testimony, you can fake one all you want, dude, but you'll be tried by the very thing you said you, you, you're walking in. That's why I said earlier, I don't even like talking about this right. because, gosh, I know the trial. I know what comes with it. It hits hard. And, and it's hard to, to, to maintain your mentality i was talking to uh, one of our board members yesterday and just like how he's walking through the season i'm like man he started tearing up and i was like i know it's hard but you're walking through it with a lot of good grace bro and he's like it's not easy man and he was just like really tough really going through it but it's like to watch that and to see him really say it's not me it's the lord bro i felt every word he said amen because he's walking with the lord he is literally walking hand in step with god he may think a bad thing every now and then as far as like getting angry. Uh, may, he may overreact sometimes, and he's going to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I, I shouldn't have done that. That's a man knowing how weak he is and how strong a powerful God is. Yeah. And you can fake a testimony, dude. I've done it. I've over-exaggerated. I heard a preacher yesterday, man, he's like, be careful of over-exaggeration. I've done it before. I've, I used to do it a lot. And um, he's like, how did Ananias and Sapphira, how'd that work out for him? I was Whoa. like, oh, man. Right? Whoa. So it's not about over-exaggeration. Dude, look, God saved me when I wasn't a drug or a drunk. I never did that stuff. He saved me because I was a sinner before God. That's who I was. And so now we have an opportunity to say, man, I wasn't a drug or anything like that, but did I need to be to relate to you? Right. I'm a sinner before the Lord. I'm, I used to be a sinner before the Lord. I'm saved by his grace through faith, right? You're, you are too. That's what gets me. Dude, my, my thoughts about hating someone was murder. My, my thoughts of lust were adultery. I mean, 
How's that any different than a drunk or a druggie? Or, bro, addictions to pornography, all that stuff, man. We're, we're relating. I'm, I'm on the same. I know what it's like to be under it and being powerless against it and hiding your Christianity with it. Oh, my gosh. So, like, there is a true testimony of how God can deliver you, right? And I'm still like, Lord, deliver me from this thing, from this thing, from that anger, from this, you know, from trying to control what people think about me, uh, all that stuff. Lord, I pray it matters what you think. It matters what you think, Lord. And all the stuff about I thought he would provide. I thought he would heal me. I thought he wouldn't let a bad thing happen to me. I thought he was, he was close to me. I thought we won. All that gets absolved with, like, I don't care about all that stuff. I care about what you think, Lord. That's what I care about. You said you would provide. I'm done. If you can provide for the lilies of the field, your Bible says, Matthew says it, then I'm done. And, and I think that's the difference between two approaches, because one approach is, well, he promised this to me, so he's going to give it to me, and I just, I'm here, and he's going to do it. And the, Do you notice it's all focused on that thing of the, the absolution of the problem? There's the other side that says, no, I, I have faith that God's going to provide, so I'm just going to keep walking with him. Do you notice the difference? There's, no, God's got me. I'm with you, Lord. I see where you're going. Let's do this. What do you need now, Lord? Right? That's different from, well, God promised this to me, so I'm going to get it, and I'm just waiting to see it, and then God will bring it, and there it is, and where is it, and I'm waiting for it, and maybe it'll come now. He promised it to me. Do you notice the difference? What's your? And I use the word idol because I think that that helps clarify well of our idol becomes the thing we focus on. Oh. So if you're so wrapped up in well, my bills need to get paid and I need money and God's going to give me money. He promised me money. And when did, when's the money going to come and the check better come and God, need, you need to give me money. What's, what's actually my idol? That's right. What's your focus on? What's your focus? Yeah. And I'm not saying it's bad to remind yourself of what God's going to do, but I think you can transcend that through your selflessness of, no, I know you'll take care of that, Lord. You got me. Thank you for taking Thank care you. of that. Thank you, Lord, that you're gracious and merciful. I think Where that's do you difference. want me to go next? Exactly. What do you want me to do, Lord? I think Lord? that's the difference. Um, I think it, it's good to hold on to the promises. It's good to celebrate the promises. We're not saying don't do that. We're not saying don't put Dude, yourself into worship. But think about it. Celebrate the and, promises. Don't complain about what he. you don't think he's not doing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And expect the warfare. Exactly expect if you, oh my gosh go for it it's like you pray about lord i need you to increase my finances to do more kingdom work whatever prayer that is right it's about finances what's the first thing the enemy's going to attack that's so good man lord i pray that you give me a strong sound mind according to scripture the mind of jesus what's the first thing that's going to be under attack what's going to get exposed how evil your mind is sometimes right lord i pray you heal my body in the name of jesus what's going to attack your faith it won't happen, it won't happen, it won't happen, it never happens. You know what I mean? Like, of course that's what's going to happen. You're praying for God to remove your flesh in that area. What's going to get exposed? What you don't have. Your flesh. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's like saying, Lord, I need to get stronger physically. And instead, the Lord's, instead, the Lord is going, okay, well, that means you need to get into the weight room and show how weak you are and grow yourself, Right? What? You had to go there with me? Oh, <laughs> I was not pointing at you. I'm a little embarrassed by this right now. <laughs> uh, I'm in the wrong weight room, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he's going to 
point out the flaws. He's yeah. going to bring out the weaknesses. He's going to show you, hey, you're praying to improve this. And that's that whole like, well, be careful when you pray for patience. Now, I think he gives you more patience, but how does he prove to you that you have more patience unless he shows you that a new situation yeah. you need more patience for? So is he a lack of it? Right. You you don't pray, Lord, I want to be... Um, <laughs> when you're an endurance runner, you're working to become more comfortable... <laughs> <laughs> you're you're working to become more comfortable in those long distance runs. That doesn't mean God says, so go sit on the couch so you're more comfortable. I can relate. <laughs> I it's, great, using, it's a great analogy. I, I got to <laughs> stop using physical yeah. analogies. Yeah. Know your surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> know your market. Know your audience. But but do you get it? Like if you want to become uh more physically fit and more comfortable walking up the stairs, you've got to run more. You don't become, just sit on the couch, do more. Eat potato chips. Eat. I don't do that, but. Eat healthy potato chips. <laughs> yeah, they're out there somewhere. Someone's got a low-carb, yeah. low-calorie thing. Something. Some kind of carpet chip. Cardboard chip, I think. I think it's time to land this plane. Yeah, you got to land it. Come on. This Boeing is going to make it onto the ground. <laughs> Just might lose a door and some wheels and an engine, but we're gonna make it. Here's looking at you, Boeing. Yeah, we're. It's a fight. It's a fight, and expect that. And I do speak that specifically to the Treasure Coast. I I do agree with these prophecies. Like I've, some people have been saying, man, the attack is coming. the The enemy is consolidating forces against Treasure Coast. I buy it. I I accept that because it's logical. We're making headway. Of course, it's coming. So be on guard, consecrate yourselves, and and stop messing around with sin. And this is for all of us. Us included, them, everybody. Stop messing around with sin. We've watched the downfall of major figures because of sin. Mm -hmm. And our pride gets in the well, I'm super spiritual and yep. I'm following the Lord and I'm praying and well, that little indiscretion, that's fine. God will cover over that. Oh yeah, keep going. And the enemy will pull it apart and he'll tear you apart with it. That's why righteousness is so important. What does a breastplate cover? Your heart. It covers the most important part of your body, right? And the helmet of salvation covers your head. Another most important part. But your heart is protected by a breastplate, breastplate of righteousness. If you don't have righteousness, if you're not walking in righteousness, your heart is exposed. So be of good cheer, because he has overcome the world. But you also need to walk sober-minded and walk in the Spirit and put to death the deeds of the flesh. Yeah, Jude 1, 17 and on says this real fast. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus. He says, verse 18, that they were saying to you, in the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. That's the war, right? He says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith, 
praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life, and have mercy on some who are doubting, saving others, snatching them out of the fire, and uh, on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. That is literally the nutshell. Keep yourselves pure in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the words. Pray in the Holy Spirit. All these things. Avoid the foolish things of the world. Put off childish things. I mean, there's all these things that are really hitting us right now. Make sure your marriages are good, dude. If you need a marriage conference or something or you need help, reach out to people who you trust that, man, they, they show the fruit. Can I get with you guys about my marriage? I'm just really feeling my wife and I are connecting. You know, we really want to be there for our kids. Guys, get real about where you are in your life and say, man, we need to change things, man. Because the world's not getting any better. Obviously, it's the world. It's never supposed to be, right? We're supposed to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. How are we going to do that if our marriages are broken, if we're in sin, if we're not having faith and believing, if it's all about us? How are we going to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth if it's not about even the kingdom? It's about you. And be humble. And you're... And your place in that kingdom. Yeah. And be like, humble enough to actually yeah. admit. Like, because your pride will protect you and then you'll never change. So in your marriage, get humble enough to start asking yourself, okay, where do I need to ask for forgiveness? Where am I screwing up? Where am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And actually get do the hard thing. Right. It hurts. I'm telling you, it hurts, but it's good for you, Right. And pay attention, and it'll go well with you. God's got it, but man, you got to be a part of it. You got to be in it. He will not just do it all for you, and you can sit on the couch and eat potato chips, unless God made the potato chips. Hey, man, look, there are times you need to rest. Yes, but it's absolutely. Enough, sometimes there's enough resting, and it's time to move. Time to go. Just ask the Lord. He'll show you. All right. Thank you so much, guys. We hope you got something out of it. We love y'all. We will see you Friday. Love you guys. Have a great week.